I'm Lee Henson Hasty. I'm the Senior Director of Theological Education, Funds Development for the Presbyterian Foundation um, and the Committee on Theological Education, which just finished meeting. You know, uh, Jerry had Bible study today. I had the Committee on Theological Education meeting. Um, Eustacia, we'll have to hear about your morning. <laughs> um, but uh, just so glad to be here today. I'm with two of some of my favorite people in the world, not just preachers, but people in the world. Um, and uh, Eustacia Moffat Marshall, who is in uh, West Philadelphia, the West Philadelphia Presbyterian Partnership. Um, but they're working on a new name. Those three churches that have come together, glad to have her here. She also just recently stepped down as uh, the distinguished chair. We should make you chair emeritus of yeah, the right. Presbyterian, <laughs> uh, Presbyterian Foundation Board. Um, I love that board, though. Other yeah. things. She's a mom. She's just um, a real gift, very involved. We got to know each other through um, Forum for Theological Exploration. Mm -hmm. um, we, we played a game together where we imagined a whole new church, Jerry. That's you right, wouldn't, we did. wouldn't believe it. Wow. Okay. Okay. Um, we were bringing it. I think yeah. she's doing it actually now. So um, we'll hear about that. And Jerry Lytle Cannon, who's at uh, CN Jenkins. Is this like your second year at CN Jenkins? <laughs> Something like that. You just having so much. Going into my third decade, okay? Wow. Amazing. Wow. Uh, 28 um, years. Man, um, they'll be meeting soon in Ovens Auditorium because they're just getting bigger and bigger. Uh, that's I've been telling him he needs to do that. Um, yeah. Jerry uh, comes from the Cannon Presbytery. I'm sorry, the Presbytery <laughs> Charlotte. <laughs> and and I'm y'all gonna have to stop me. And, um, kind of true i love you i hope you can tell i love these two so much um and they served together for a season which we're going to hear a little bit about we're going to talk about mentoring and ministry um just just say hello before we get to our first question to everybody um how about eustacia hey everybody i'm <laughs> glad to be here i'm looking forward to this conversation um it's it is it really will be a conversation that got a lot of good stories to tell about Jerry Cannon and uh, <laughs> That's but no, I'm, I'm really blessed to be to be among my brothers today. Amen. Amen. And greetings, greetings to you from Charlotte, North Carolina and uh, Pastor Marshall and uh, Dr. Lee. So good to be a part of this conversation. So thanks for the invite. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. So I know both of you. I mean, I've been with you and you're you're just you're just you're discerning people um you're wise people um you listen you watch uh, what's happening around you um and you um read scripture and the theology closely you think theologically um <clears throat> one your, your sister jerry used to say you know when she was asking people about discerning she would say you know what is the work your soul must have um, she, she may have heard that from your mother. I don't know if that's originated with your sister. Um, and she also talked about Howard Thurman and Thurman would ask a similar question as what is, what is making you come alive? Because what the world needs are people who are coming alive. And I'd say what the world needs are people who are coming alive the way you two uh, are coming alive. I think you're a real witness, um, to Christ in the world today. So, um, 
let's uh, give that to you, Stacia, also first, if you're willing, is what is making you come alive? What is the work your soul must have in these days, in this time? Yeah, you know, Lee, when you uh, mentioned soul, I think of that scripture where the psalmist says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Um, and so I want to say that this has been a challenging season. I mean, we are dealing in a, uh, with a pandemic and not just a biological one, but one that speaks to and uncovers histories, uh, history and generation of, of white supremacy in our country. It's been a challenge to do ministry uh, and it's a challenge to be a mama and a wife. And, if, you know, with all of the different changes that are happening, um, even in the life of our children navigating this pandemic. And I will just say that it is truly my sense of God's presence and God's grace and God's mercy that has been um, very, very important for me at this time, mm -hmm. that um, there are moments where I am lamenting and I go back to that psalm and says, my soul makes a boast in the Lord. Mm -hmm. um, that has truly been um, grounding and it is the formation um, that, or the, the, the ground by which I'm, I'm leading out of um, the hope the possibility that uh, Reverend Cannon was talking about good news uh, before we went live. I mean, that there is, um, we can imagine a world beyond the current place we are in. And to see people, even in my own congregation, really step out of, and um, literally leave their buildings. I'm serving a church in Philadelphia, um, three historic churches, uh, one including First African Presbyterian Church, which is the first historic um, Black Presbyterian witness in our country, um, wow. the Shepherd Presbyterian Church and Calvin Church, who have literally, who left their buildings prior to the pandemic to step into something new. That's um, inspiring to me. Uh, that uh, mm -hmm. the people who are, are still yet holding on and believing in that good news that we, de we declare and dare to declare um, as Christians and, and living into that bold witness. So that's been exciting for me, just all that's happening in ministry um, in the midst of um, all of the challenges that we're facing right now as a country. Um, so that's just where I'll start. I'll pass the ball to my brother. Right. Yeah. That, that gives, didn't that give you hope, Jerry? I mean, you know, I hope. <laughs> Catch it. Catch it. <laughs> I'm afraid to run with it because, I mean, it was a pass from Stanford, okay? Oh, so I probably have to go and get a dictionary to understand what the ball is saying to me, but I got it, okay? Good. The West Coast, the West Coast offense. <laughs> so I think that uh, part of, of where we are now um, <clears throat> is literally in what you call the West Coast offense, being able to mm. call audibles uh, mm. and to move with the flow. Uh, as Pastor Marshall knows, is that's one of the things that I've always said. Um, I think in our relationship of coming to the church is that I told you, I said, Pastor M, you know, you do you, okay? Mm -hmm. um, I'll moderate the session meeting. I'll take Bobby the heavy. I'll raise the money. I'll pay the bills. Just do you. And I think that that uh, sense of freedom of ministry mm -hmm. allows us to be more in tune to what God is saying. Uh, the pandemic has taught me that uh, those things – Pastor M and Dr. Lee that we were doing before, uh, they aren't that important. Mm. You know, uh, nobody's looking to see, you know, if the organ was played. Uh, nobody is proof 
proofreading the bulletin anymore. You know, mm-hmm. that does happen in church world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right. Sunday morning, forget about the sermon. I'm going to proof text the, the bulletin. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think the, the difference is, is that church has become alive. So um, I'm pushing one word. You know, what is the one word that people are, are saying about life? Uh, and I'll say this and, and kind of pass the baton again for a different conversation. But Mark Ramsey challenged us back in Mark. Mark is with um, the Macedonian Ministry Project, uh, Ministry Collective, uh, Collaborative. And he said that you've got to raise the question in March 2021. He said a year from now, March 2021, what will the community say about the church? Oh, wow. Great he says that if we, if we can answer that question in March 21, that means we're going to start being church in March 2020. Mm-hmm. And that has been the moniker of what's driven me um, ever since uh, what we call, um, um, well, pre-quarantine or during the quarantine, but now post-quarantine, you know, what will the community say about the church? Wow. That's beautiful. That's great. I mean, living with a question that matters, I mean, that's a call. I mean, and it sounds like you, Stacia, you're living with some questions too and living out of those in terms of the historic nature of the churches where you're serving and what it means for right now in this time I heard this morning of pandemic protest and prophetic ministry, you know, um, that's from uh, Ron Peters at Pittsburgh Seminary, I think is, is describing it that way. Um, gosh, it's very inspiring. Oh, there's, is that CN Jenkins? <laughs> Logo. <laughs> that's the app. That's the yes, app right there. Now- baby. You got to switch and be flexible and open and do something you're, new. You're calling like, audibles. You're calling new plays. I see there you it. Go. West Coast. Yes. All right. Um, so, yeah, what, so what are those audibles? You know, what is some of those witnesses that you're seeing right now? And what does that mean for your, you know, we're talking about mentoring here. You're, you talked about, Jerry, is something that gives you life is, helping people, and particularly in this case, Eustacia, do Eustacia. And you're probably saying that to folks in your congregation now, too. Mentoring is not just mentoring folks into pastoral ministry. It's mm-hmm. mentoring them as disciples, too, right? I mean, so what, what are the questions they're working on? What, what, are the, what are the ways you're doing that with the people that you serve alongside your sessions, your, your colleagues in your presbytery, your, the community leaders. I mean, even who are they <laughs> that are part of that mentoring community? I'm a, I, I don't have this book, but I, my colleague I know is going to punch this in as there's uh, Sharon Delos Parks wrote a book called big questions, worthy dreams, where she says churches are ideal mentoring communities, not just one-on-one relationships. So what are, how are you mentoring people in your ministry now? Mm-hmm. Either one of you. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Hey, uh, go ahead, go ahead, Pastor. No, I've just been thinking a lot about pastoral ministry as mentoring. Yeah. And, um, you know, how mentoring is so core to discipleship. Jesus walked with 12 disciples and uh, what he did was he mentored them. And uh, mm-hmm. um, I'm always struck by, you know, the text in Mark, Jesus saw when he saw them and he calls them to follow him. And so the question always for me is, what do we see? And mm-hmm. um, it's a big question about 
um, where do we see God working in people, in the lives of people, in the community, and then how can we join? How can we mm-hmm. join God and um, move into that mission? Um, and so those are um, the questions that I wrestle with in ministry. It lives out in the, um, from, from anything from even how I might uh, put together a session meeting and, 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 and think about what, and ask the question, what are we seeing God do now? And, and where are you seeing God working in your life and then in our collective life together? And then what, what, are, what are the consequences and what is God asking us to do and how are we called to follow? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're, we're living that out in, the, in um, my particular context now. But I often, that question has been formed by even beginning when I began pastoral ministry at C.N. Jenkins and watching um, Pastor Cannon um, continually putting before people this, um, at that time we talked a lot about transformation and how God, you know, God had done a transformational work and was doing a transformational work in the life of people in St. Jenkins. And so just um, helping to draw an awareness to the fact that God is always at work, even when it's hard for us to see. And so opening ourselves up to think about um, to think with a new kind of imagination because mm-hmm. there's so much that we see in front of us from the news cycle mm-hmm. to, you know, so many voices that call and put claims on us. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how can we draw uh, our ear and our eyes uh, to see what God is doing and our ears to hear? So those are, I mean, that's really my main question. And that's, that question informs a lot. I mean, uh, the practice of ministry, preaching, all of that for me. Mm-hmm. What you're seeing, what do you see? What do you see? Yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, it seems simple. I mean, I'm thinking of um, Gregory Allison now. I mean, he does the Fearless Dialogues work, and mm-hmm. he talks about, you know, he often talks, starts as, I, I see you, I see you, mm-hmm. you know, Dr. Cannon, <laughs> I see you, Pastor Marshall. Um, and it's good to see you. I mean, starting with, and, and then asking people to say, you know, what do you see? What is around you? I mean, we, it's easy to sort of ignore what's going on. Um, what did you see in Eustacia when you first saw her, Jerry? Wow. I mean, um, <laughs> a, a gift, a gift of God. And, you know, let me just, I, that's a good question. I want to answer it. But let me just go back to what Pastor M said earlier. Yes. Uh, just about recognizing um, the movement uh, okay. during some of the, um, um, the, the marches back in, in June and July, well, May, June, and July, mm-hmm. um, I started playing the Sweet Honey in the Rock, uh, the Ella Baker song, uh, mm-hmm. Even okay. Freedom Shall Not Rest. Mm-hmm. And then I did the Ella Baker uh, research mm-hmm. and saw here she was coming out of Raleigh, coming out of Shaw, right. uh, being in the front line as a student movement. And, you know, my, my backdrop here of the Greensboro Four uh, are really about students who mm-hmm. made yes. the movement work. And I would say in terms of ministry, that's the one thing I saw in Pastor Marshall coming in was that this was a student of ministry ready to go. I mean, I never forget, I, I was talking one day, one of her anniversaries here, and I said, y'all, you got to recognize when I got to the church in 1992, your associate pastor was in like junior high school, high school, okay? 
<laughs> and so we cannot overlook the junior high, high schoolers. Right. Amen. In the pew right now, because you don't know where they're going to be, you know, in five, Please, 10, Jesus. 15 years. You know, now I've also recognized in the words of Ed Newberry, I'm the old rat in the barn now. So that, you know, I never forget, uh, Pastor Him, I gave an illustration, Lee, I was talking about the belly hillbillies. And I gave the whole song, and she looked at me like with a stink eye. I was like, what are you saying? Okay. So yeah, that was then. But Wait, have, she didn't know, you know Jed Clampett. She, she didn't know, know Jed Clampett. She didn't know, you know. <laughs> How about that guy that you, that comedian you like when we were riding up? Remember that time we were riding up to, I think we were going to a funeral, but we had quite a drive. And you played a comedian the whole time. Well, I mean, I played Lou Rawls, right? And she didn't appreciate Lou Rawls. Now, <laughs> the reason I say that is because we now have a new graphics person in the office. And Pastor M, Dr. Lee, is so amazing. I'm talking to her about, wow, this is what we did here in, uh, in 1992. And, and this is how we started. And she looked at me like, dude, I wasn't born until 99. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. I was not born. It's not, I didn't come to, I was not born. So, yeah. I mean, even yesterday, I'm telling her stories about working in Winn-Dixie, and she looks at me like, Winn-Dixie, what is that? So, <laughs> hey. to recognize what mentoring means, I think we do have to always reach to that generation. Yeah. Um, and as Pastor right. M said, just to model, um, be, that, right. be that model, be that representation. Don't be a bad one. Don't be a sloppy model. Right. There's something that people really want. I think Pastor Marshall's children would like to go into ministry. Right. Because I think she's modeling what a healthy ha have you have you seen have you seen her son give the announcements? By the no, way, I haven't. I need to see that. Oh, right? he is, he is. it's epic. He gives announcements every Sunday. Epic. Get out of here. I got to see that. Okay. Yeah, I got I to gotta send you out for it. I mean, there's a groove to it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I would just sign on to watch that, you know? Yeah, he, he, yeah it, it, he does it. And not, not like, oh, we're just trying to help the kid. Like, he is the best one to do it. Like, he okay, is right, really, right. yeah. You pay, you pay attention. You know, the way you just described Eustacia, Jerry, let me just reflect back. And you made me think of Sweet Honey in the Rock. And now I'm going to had to go play my soundtracks mm -hmm. um you made me think of another song i need to go back and listen to ella baker's song um you made me think of their song there's no mirrors in my nana's house do you know that song no mirrors in the wow. nana's okay. house no mirror you know it's basically you know the the message is and it gives me chills because i actually called my grandmother nana you know is that's the kind of church that's the kind of colleague you want somebody that sees you like your grandmother saw you or sees you, okay. who loves you from the top down, the bottom up, you know, from no matter what, you know, um, no matter when. And I, I, I can see that love that you have. Um, and I, I, I know it's mutual uh, and respect um, in there. And I suspect, Jerry, she mentored you. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there was <laughs> right? a lot. It's not a one-way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the thing is, and, and I will say this also out of respect, uh, she's never heard me call her anything but Pastor Marshall. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because I think that that's who she is, and that's what she brings to the table. Right. Now, if we, if we are sitting at, the, at a dinner table, and she has a bigger piece of salmon than I want, <laughs> you know, 
it may be a different name she's called. <laughs> but I think that the respect, I think yeah. that comes with, with uh, recognizing the person right. and the position. And that was something I would say, Dr. Lee, that, that I learned from one of our seniors in the church, uh, uh, Mama Sarah Coleman. She's on going to be of the Lord, but she said, you know, is that you are Dr. Cannon. And I'm like, no, Ms. Coleman, I'm okay. No, they, no, you are Dr. Cannon. She was saying in the black community, you know, mm-hmm. you've earned it. Right. And not only have you earned it, but we need to also recognize and elevate others. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so titles uh, are, uh, are and, 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 and connection to names are something I believe that mentoring does. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying that you have to be, you know, Dr. Marshall, Dr. Lee, right. but you, you be yourself, but do know that, that people are, are watching. Right. Yeah, it, make, it makes me think of the, um, you know, Howard Thurman quote, one of my favorite quotes about um, the sound of the genuine, yeah. um, mm-hmm. that we, the, the call to hear the sound of the genuine in us, if we do not, uh, for, for our lives, we will, we will be on the end of strings that somebody else pulls. So wow. the call okay. to be really, really see see who and honor people um and and i will say you know pastor cannon's talking about that he he really gave me the space <laughs> there we go <laughs> um I, behind you is someone who mentored many and may you know from a from close and afar um you know pe- I, I think some of the best mentoring and and i would put jerry cannon in that uh, uh line of state to have been so formational in my life is that they have called out you know the fte form for theological exploration mm-hmm. says the whole about the whole notice naming and nurturing right Amen. that that people who have noticed and and called out uh, helped you to draw out um more and more of who you are um i'm working with the text now exodus when when god calls moses and calls him by name twice and uh twice. you know twice by name twice there you go and um i'm i'm fascinated by what god sees in moses in that space where um he's facing that burning bush that's not consumed and tells him to remove his sandals for the place he says don't come any closer which one rabbinic scholar says is um not to say don't come close to me but to say listen where you are is holy ground Right. Where you actually are, where you stand is, is, is holy. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, to yeah. see the holy in someone who's human and, 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 and has its frailties, but to see the sacred and to love someone, to say where you're standing right now is holy. And to see that holiness in somebody else. And I would say that I can say that being at the Jenkins and through my life, I've had um, the, the blessing and the grace to to have those relationships with people who have said i see something in you so now i try to pay it forward and do the same for um others i spent um seven years at um connecting and and inter uh, working with college students at faith point fellowship and to to out of a call and a sense of paying that forward um and and so those are um i mean that 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 is always so incredible to me the way god uses people and to your point, Lee, that love that really, you know, grinds people together and enables us to see one another and to call out those gifts. Well, and to show, I like, I mean, Jerry, you said a title and I do that. We're closer generationally, but I hear also just showing respect. I mean, and, yeah. and then that Exodus text, I'm, I'm, 
you know, God knew Moses' name. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? And, and then God reveals a name there, you know, also. I yeah. mean, and that that naming is so important. You you got you got to know to somebody. You got to know somebody to name them. <laughs> you know, and um, you've got to be able to be in in a, in a relationship, a real relationship, and that's. Yeah. And I, I hadn't even thought about this is the, the sort of idea that to help them see that not only they are holy, but the place where they are and the opportunities that they have, whether they're, you know, a student in school, a person in business, whatever role, a physician. Where you stand. That's a holy place. Yeah. Yeah. You can invite them into following you know what god is calling them to do in that moment um gosh just yeah that's that's some really important we had stephen lewis on a few weeks ago and if y'all are interested in some of that fte process mm-hmm. uh, this mm-hmm. book they published last year another way mm-hmm. uh living and leading change on purpose is just outstanding and while i'm showing books i'll uh, i've showed this before too but i'm just a big fan um a couple of Presbyterians edited this, Dean Thompson and Cam Murchison, on mentoring biblical, theological, and practical perspectives. And Katie Cannon has a, a, an essay in here, uh, Alton Pollard, uh, Cindy Rigby, Tom Long, Walter Brueggemann, David Bartlett. It's really a beautiful Kwok Quilan, Roger Nishioka. I mean, it's, it's really um, excellent um, resource for folks who want to learn more about mentoring. Um, I'm just grateful to both both of you and and how you live your lives. Is there any sort of um, last words of uh, of counsel and advice? I notice we have folks in and outside the Presbyterian Church uh, listening in today, um, which is great. Pat Jones, uh, Rebecca Malozzi, who's regular, she's a pastor in Pennsylvania, um, and others uh, with us. Daryl Pope, um, we're glad you're here. Alan Colwell. Any last words of wisdom or, or resources you would point people to? Hmm. I mean, you mentioned the work of FTE, and right. um, I know that is something that Pastor Marshall and she had a cohort of, uh, I mean, phenomenal preachers who many kind of found themselves uh, migrating into the Charlotte, definitely North Carolina area, and they have, you know, launched and done greater things. Um, I know the work that the fund is doing, what you're doing, Lee, makes a difference. Thank you. Um, so, I mean, continue, continue those avenues. And, um, and I will say that, you know, one of the things that kind of hit me like a, a ton of bricks and did not know this uh, was that we were at a, um, uh, a Proctor conference. And we're out in Dallas. Samuel DeWitt Proctor for folks who don't Proctor. know the Proctor conference. Yep. And uh, they were having conversations with senior pastors, you know, mm-hmm. pastors that have been in churches for uh, 20 years or more. And I got all excited. I said, to Israel, oh, wow, it's going to be some good conversation. <laughs> and then uh, Dr. Wright looked at me and says, Jerry, this is your group. And I said, okay, well, who's leading it? And he says, you are. <laughs> I said, what do you mean you are? He says, how long have you been to C.N. Jenkins? And at that time, it had been 20 years. And he says, what better person can tell someone to, to do long-term ministry Right. Than someone who's been there for 20 years. And I only say that because I remember the first Proctor Conference when Pastor Marshall came, we went down to New Orleans, and um, and it was like, wow, 
time moves yeah. and it waits for no one. But if you are faithful and continuous to, you know, to do the heavy lifting, do the grinding, uh, and just being being true to God, you know, it, it will not just time will roll on, but you will have something to say. Right. Amen. Well, um, gosh, I would love to spend another 30 years with you guys talking. <laughs> Maybe not that, at least another 30 minutes. Uh, what what a gift you are. I hope everybody, if you've not met these two, Jerry Cannon, uh, you station Moffat Marshall. Now I hope you'll get to know them and just great partners in ministry. Um, <laughs> go have a donut with Jerry. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Oh, taste and see. <laughs> it looks like they're hot now. So taste and see. Yes, the goodness, the sweetness of Jesus. Um, uh-huh. In a couple of weeks, uh, two weeks is our rhythm now. I'm going to have with me, I don't know if y'all know, um, Courtney Cowart um, uh, actually once was with FTE. She now is with um, SIM, which is, I cannot remember what that stands for, but it's basically in the Episcopalian Church. They're identifying people who have gifts for ministry and then supporting them in the way they do it. And uh, just a beautiful spirit. She was in literally at Trinity Church um, within eyeshot of the Twin Towers when they went down and created the ministry there of the millennials who at that time were preschoolers and put all the prayers up in the church. She's just a phenomenal. And then she was in New Orleans uh, when Katrina hit and part of that response. And those same generation Mm -hmm. uh, came to to New Orleans in droves. Maybe you, Stacia, you were part of that. That and now you know time moves on. Now they're serving in ministry and doing other things. She's going to be with me um, as well to talk about um, the work she's doing, and I think it'll be it'll be uh, exciting. Hope you'll hope you'll join us. Um, we'll be uh, posting this on our YouTube channel on our new podcast, Leading Theologically. Um, share that with your friends and review. Um, and probably our most important thing we'll do today is. Uh, a benediction, and I asked our guests if they'd be willing. Um, Jerry, I think he's going to start any kind of charge to those folks, pastors and leaders in the church, and blessing you'd like to offer them would be most appreciated. Sure, sure. I think that one of the things I would say, um, and Pastor Marsh has already made reference to it, is being true to yourself. Um, find that one word and uh, put it to uh, uh, put it, put it to life, put some life into it. Um, enjoy, enjoy. That's, that's one of the things I definitely say about ministry, um, being a mentor or the mentee, enjoy the process. Um, and when you don't enjoy it, you know, find something else you can enjoy. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but just be true to God. So, and I pass off to, um, my colleague from Stanford, from oh, West yeah. Philadelphia, <laughs> Now listen, um, (laughs) the blessings of the Lord be with you. Um, May God give you the grace to to do the work that your soul must have. May God give you people who can be catalysts to hear the sound of the genuine in you. And may you be that catalyst for someone else. And may the love of God and the fellowship of uh, God's son, Jesus Christ, and the mentoring presence of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forever. Amen. 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 Wow. Gosh, thank you. This blessed me today. I'll tell you that. And I'm sure many others. Mm